Good evening, Merva Rabbi Last night we began Perek Shlishi, the third Perek, here in Shar Hatshuva from the Chavis Ababis, and he's going to give us a list of seven items, seven things that are needed, basically as prerequisites, in order for a person to feel that he can do a proper tshuva. He needs to have these seven things in his mind. He has to have seven things that are clear to him within the context of what he has done wrong, within the context of any sin that he has committed. He has to have these seven items, the seven things on this checklist clear to him. And then, and only then, can a person really do a sincere tshuva. So this, uh, starting from this parak already, we're getting into the, the nitty-gritty. We're getting into the avoid the kosha, to the more difficult work of tshuva. In some aspects, we'll see there's, there's an element of ease in tshuva. And as we learned the opinion of the Chavis Havavis, really what tshuva is for a person to get back what he's lost. He has lost a part of him with, which could get to perfection in terms of his service of Hashem, his avodas Hashem. And through tshuva, he can get that back. But he also has to know the damage was done. And sometimes to repair something is not so simple. You know, for the doctors out there, you know, sometimes a person can mess himself up so bad, first he has to, first a little bit of an operation has to be done, then you have to go for rehabilitation, then some physical therapy. It's a process to get back to, to where the person was. But then the person can get to perfection. And uh, maybe different than the marshal of of, uh, of a broken bone or something like that that never really gets fully healed to where where one once was with shuva person can get that so the prerequisites are like this number one a person has to know what he's done wrong it can't be just some some sort of uh, hazy uh, mindfulness that I, I I probably have done some avarice I probably did within this category of done this, you know, a person has to know what he's done wrong. It has to be clear to that's what we mentioned last night. Oh, that that, but that uh, the uh, the best time to to do tshuva is immediately after the sin. The person catches himself whether he did it knowingly, unknowingly, but right away a person say, oh, I should not have done that. And then then a person is, is has the greatest ability to do tshuva properly because he knows he's done wrong. That's Harishit. That he's no he knows he's done wrong. The Hashani and the second thing is Shayeda that he knows positively. And here it means again, he knows with surety. Of how disgraceful and shameful this act that he did was. So not the different than the first one. The first one is that he has to know that he has done wrong what he has done wrong. Now that I know I've done something wrong, I have to know how despicable that is. I have to know how shameful that that I've done wrong actually is. Why is that so important? Says the Chavis of Kim Loyis Barer Etzloy. Because if it's not clear to him, that his action is considered bad, it's it's bad. And he and the outcome is not going to be good. Some explain it means the 
uh, a negative commandment that has that has been done, that has been transgressed, is bad. Or one who has neglected to do a positive commandment is is not a good thing. But he has to realize the disgracefulness of that. And if he doesn't, if he just thinks, ah, listen, it's not the end of the world, you know, how bad was it, you know? Did, did I embezzle $50 million from somebody? Did I kill somebody? Did, did I burn his house down? What did I do? All right, so I said Lashonara, so I turned the, the light off on Shabbos by mistake. If a person is not clear to him that what he's done wrong is indeed of great severity, then he's not going to have a sitzim remorse. And if I think I didn't really harm another person, and certainly not to the degree that he thinks he was harmed, so my, my regret to him and my apology to him is not going to be sincere, is not going to be honest, because I don't think I did something so wrong. The same thing is with doing an Avera. If a person doesn't realize of how bad Maseu Gnusai, how disgraceful and shameful his act was, he's not going to be able to come to a real Charota. And he's not going to accept to do all the conditions of tshuva, which, as we mentioned, some of them are hard to do. So he's going to have to persevere through. And he's going to think, I, I did something you know, by mistake, it was unintentional. Ooh, and his excuses of why this happened and how it was done are expansive. He has a whole book of excuses. That's very nice. But as Roboruk Ber once said, up there in the heavens, they don't they're not interested in excuses. That's not that's not what they're interested. They're not interested when we come up there after 120. Well, you know, you see, because they're not interested in excuses. Over there is the real deal. Over there is that's what we call it the Oilama Emes. That's the world of truth. And we're here in this world, we have a certain amount of time, there's a finite time in this world, that to get it right, and if we've done wrong, we have to understand there's a severity in it, there's a shamefulness in it, and therefore we have a chance to do tshuva. There's no end, there's no limit to trying to understand mishaps that happen, or things done unintentionally. Many excuses that a person has in the book. But that's not what we want here. So number one is the first item, the first prerequisite to know that I've done this and this wrong. And this is an Avera. Number two, to understand the severity of the Avera that I've done wrong. And this is like Rabbi Niyani writes in Sharei Tshuva. In his book all about Tshuva, Sharei Tshuva and Shar Shlishi. He has his longest shar, his longest chapter, is giving a list of all of the types of Averis there are, with, in great detail. Basically, all the mitzvahs, all Tayeg mitzvahs, but he divides them up in different levels. The Rabbanon's mitzvah saseh, mitzvah's loy saseh, things that would get me says bezden, things that would get kores, things that a person wouldn't be allowed to come into within the the Kabbalah's B'nai Shechina, a whole level, ten levels of severity of sins. But the reason why he explains that at the outset in his introduction to that shart, to that chapter, Rabbi Yenis quotes 
a pasuk in Mishlei. In Mishlei, Shlei Mamelach says, Lodas Chochma Umusr Lohovin. So Lodas Chochma Umusr. One has to have knowledge of Chochma, of wisdom, Umusr. And Musr, what is that referring to? I'll explain to you what it means. The first thing a person has, he has to know Chochma. He has to have wisdom. He has to know what's wrong with doing this thing. What's allowed, what's not allowed. So the first thing a person has to have Chochma. Lodas Chochma. That's the first thing. You have to know what you're doing. Is it wrong? Is it not wrong? person, if he doesn't learn, he's totally ignorant. We don't say in this, uh, in this game called life, we don't say ignorance is bliss. person has to know what he's doing. Now, it's true, if he never learned and he wasn't uh, responsible for knowing it because he wasn't given the chance to know it, so Hashem does look, uh, look a, uh, with more ease at such a person. But what's, what's really required about every individual is Lodas Chachma. You have to know, we have to learn. Without learning, a person could be transgressing things left and right, right under his nose, and he doesn't even realize that. So number one is Lodas Chachma. First, has to know what there is to, 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 out there that the Torah allows and doesn't allow. And then, says Rabbein after we know what's wrong or not, Umusr. Then a person has to look into it and take Musa from it and see, Ui, look how terrible that is. Look how terrible it is to transgress the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the king of all kings. He tells us what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do. So now that I've learned, I'm not allowed to do this thing. I never knew that. I'm not, I didn't know I'm not supposed to talk to a certain person this way. I didn't know you're not allowed to say such things. You know, in the rest of the world, there's nothing wrong with Lashon Hara. A person living in the rest of the world and doesn't realize the Torah says it's forbidden. I never knew such a thing. Now that I know it, now I learn about it, and I see what the, what the Chofetz Chaim wrote a whole Sefer about Lashon I realize how severe it is. And you realize how many trans, how many mitzvahs a person could be transgressing, both on the positive commandments, the negative commandments, the the arurim, the curses that the Torah tells us just about a person on talk about Lashon So that's the Musa part of it. Lodas Chochma and then Umusr. So this is item number two that Chavos of Avos tells us. Behashlishi and number three. Number three, another prerequisite that's needed before a person could really feel confident that he's going to be able to do a proper tshuva. Isheyeda bechiyuv agmul al That he knows and he's clear about it positively on the fact that every Avera has a punishment to it. Kodesh Baruch Hu punishes a person. You know, we have a Chazal. The Chazal tells us, the Gemara Bava Kama says, Kala oima Kodesh Baruch Hu vatron yevatru ma'ohi. And that means if someone says that a Kodesh Baruch Hu, nah, I, he'll overlook this. You know, he knows me and he'll overlook this. He'll just let this one go. He'll let it fly. Someone who says a Kodesh Baruch Hu is a vatron, he just lets things Go, he dismisses them. They'll let his innards go. And it's not going to be a good end for that person. Ah, what do you mean? But I see people do things wrong and a Kodesh who doesn't exact retribution anyway. That's part of a Kodesh whole system. And as we'll see, the Chavos will point this out in the next, in Ravi, in number four. But that's Hashem's system. Hashem says, I'm not going to punish him right away. I'll give him some time. 
I'll give him time to do tshuva. I'll give him time to correct his ways. But that sometimes gives uh, uh, the notion to a person that, listen, Hashem, I see, didn't uh, exact any punishment about these things I've done wrong. He's probably just forgiving about it. He'll probably let it go. And that's not the case. And therefore, a person has to know with certainty. A person has to know there is punishment on every Avera that a person does. Now, obviously, the ones he does intentionally and he knows it's wrong and he does it spitefully, obviously, are more severe and the punishment is more harsh. And the uh, sins that are done that uh, are of greater severity in terms of what the Torah tells us about Chilul Shabbos, obviously, those are more severe. The punishments themselves are more severe. But Either way, what a person does wrong, he's going to have to get punished for it. That's the way it is. Now, even if a person does something unintentionally, he also is going to get punished. Again, not as not as bad. The punishment will not be as harsh. Of course, if a person never was taught about something, it's called the Tinik Shemnishba. It's like a person who was taken into captivity at a, at a young age, never was taught what there is to know about Yiddishkeit. So, he's not going to have to pay heavily for those things he's done wrong. But there are things, certainly there's many things that we all know about that we're not allowed to do, and we have slipped up and done wrong. And all of those things a person has to know that there will be punishment. Because if a person doesn't know about this, that means he's not sure about it, he's not clear about it, then there's really going to be no push, there's going to be no real impetus, motivation to get him to do a proper charot, a proper remorse. But when it's very clear to him that he's going to get punished for what he's done wrong, oh, then he's I don't want to get punished. I don't want to have this on my account. I don't want to have this baggage follow me to the grave. So then that could be a motivation to bring a person to do tshuva. He says, now before I'm in the grave, I have a chance to correct it. I have a chance to do tshuva. I want to get rid of this. I really don't want this on my account. This is already the second time the Chavaz has brought at this point. We're going to have to speak about it still. What is this thing that he keeps bringing up? Yevakesh Mechila to seek forgiveness from Hashem. After I've done tshuva, meaning that I've stopped doing the sin, now I have to have regret, I have to have remorse. What brings that remorse? It loosely translated, my hair has stood on edge from pachad. And from your judgment, Hashem, I have been fearful. I am afraid of your judgments. Tavanamelech says, I know what's going to bring me to do tshuva. If I know there's going to be punishment, that's the way we operate. That's the way us human beings work. Right? That there's crime and punishment. And we know that the Mishnah in Pekiovis tells us that you have to know that it's good we have a government at least whatever system we do have, you know, we hope, try not to defund them. But we need the authorities, because if not for them, every man will just devour the other person. So the fact that there is 
crime and punishment, and punishment is, is paid for crimes that are done, we know that prevents people. Here, Chavah is telling us that the Melech teaches us that should be an impetus to do tshuva. Even after the crime was done, we have to know there's going to be punishment. So just in summation, the two things we've learned tonight, plus last night, is number one, the first three re- prerequisites to do tshuva is a person has to know that he has done this Avera. That's Chochmah. Number two, he has to know that the, the, the sin that has, has been committed is, is a terrible thing. It's a terrible crime. There's disgracefulness to it. There's shamefulness to it. Knowing that's Musr. Knowing how bad it is, a person will say, I really have to get this off of my slate, off of my account. And number three, that this, that I know I've done wrong, and I know how bad it is, there is punishment for each one of those things. And therefore, that also should be a motivation for a person to want to come do a tshuva, as we'll see. The coming prokim had to do that tshuva and had to do the remorse, but these, with this knowledge, a person will be able to come to do it properly. Agutenacht.